gives me is ABC coming at you recorded and the reason why I'm coming at you recorded from my studio here in Kent Washington and welcome to the ABC podcast where I'm going to disembowel modern dating for your entertainment reason why we're doing this is first of all because I spent the last about hour or so working out bugs but even before that I tried to log in to um, blog talk radio blog talk radio is still having a problem so what I'm going to do is again I don't know what their I don't know what their issue is and I don't know if their technicians just lack experience or knowledge or whatever but I'm whatever the issue is they need to they need to work it out or else I encourage every paying member to just pull their memberships they don't need to be making any kind of money off this don't go to blog talk radio don't go to don't pay for their memberships make them lose massive massive amounts of money and then maybe just maybe they'll figure it out real quick that they can't go around ignoring the problems that 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 spring up in their stuff now there's not going to be a call in because, again, it's going to be pre-recorded on Audacity. And I'm going to, just going to posthumously upload it to um, – posthumously, I love, I love that word. I just used it so inappropriately. I'm going to posthumously upload it to Blog Talk Radio and to SoundCloud. So we're going to do it that way today. Today I want to talk about – well, no, today's today's Wednesday. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to – I'm going to read some, read for some dating advice articles. That's what I'm going to do today. I'm going to read from the dating, dating articles, dating advice articles, and or dating advice columns. And I'm going to tear them apart because that's what I do, right? That's that's what I do best. So we're going to do that today. Today's Wednesday. I do the Wednesday thing, and I said, I don't. There's again, there's not going to be a show tomorrow because I got things to do in Tequila, but Friday we'll be back. Hopefully by Friday they'll. Blog Talk Radio, they had a, they had more than a week to work this out. So, again, hopefully by Friday, they'll do their thing. But first, so in last, I want to say, oh, on the show on the, on the 18th, what was that, Monday, Tuesday, two days ago, Monday. So on the 18th, I recorded a show, and I told the incel community, I said, look, incels, you have a seat at this table. And I stand by that, right? I stand by that. This is why I stand by that is because I believe that everybody has deserves a side of happiness. Here's the thing. My motivations are 90% selfish. Why? Because I don't like going to a restaurant. I don't like going to a situation. I don't like going to a situation with my girlfriend. I see people eating alone or going alone. That, that used to be me. And I used to be comfortable. I get I was comfortable in my own skin going places alone. But you know, it's always nice when you have somebody else. So, again, if I can change your dating reality so you can go and you can take these people out on dates and I don't have to see you alone when I'm trying to enjoy my meal and I feel bad for you because you're alone, if I see you with a date, then that's 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 good for me because I enjoy my experience. You enjoy your experience. It's a win-win for everybody, right? So my my um my intentions are 90% selfish because I don't want to see that. I just don't. So if you're an incel, and you want to turn it around, you want to turn your romantic reality around, you have a seat at this table. So take the advice, take the practical advice I'm putting out here, implement some of it. You can add lib your own too, it doesn't matter. Yeah, again, I get it with I get it with social anxiety, I get it with depression. I was there. I was an incel in high school. I was there. So I I get what you're going through. I really do. I understand. However, when you turn these fruitcakes in the black pill community, this is where you go wrong. And this, my message here is going to be pointed at the black pills, not the incels. Incels, you have a, you, incels, you have a seat at my table. You can come in and you can come in and throw all the content you want. And then the black pills, then the black pills, you know, if, I can't stop you from doing it. However, understand black pill community that well, first of all, before I even go into before I even go into that, before I even launch into that, the reason why this came about is because again, I was perusing some more of the um, some more of the incel content on like YouTube and other places, and I kind of I found myself wandering into the black pill content, and the black pill content made my blood boil for one reason and one reason only. Black the black pillars like to hide 
they like to hide grotesque lies behind nuggets of truth so that it'll rope in it'll rope in the incels and listen to what it is and get them to believe what it is they're saying. The black pills are good at that. The black pills are full of shit. The black pills, again, they take these little nuggets of truth and they hide grotesque lies behind it. So I want to say this. First of all, for, to the incel community that's, that's perusing the black cell, stop. Because the black pills the black pills mean you no good intention. They don't. I can tell just by what they're saying. 80% no, of what they're saying is bullcrap. All right, 20% is actually the truth. Now, I can pick out the little truth nuggets here and there, but all in all, here's what they're doing to you. And if you listen to all black pill content, all black pill content serves to do one thing. They tell impressionable young people, young men especially, that because of your genetics, you have no shot at dating. That's a very that's a that's a very dangerous thing to do, and it's it's dumb. Okay. First of all, let me put this to bed. If you're going to blame genetic anomalies for anything, if you have a genetic anomaly, that means you have, it's, and again, genetic anomalies are things like, and things that run in your family that, things that run in your family that are passed down from generation to generation through your genes. So, Things that are examples of things that are genetic or like your hair color, your eye color, things like that, right? Things that are historically, whether you have hypertension is generally genetic. Um, so there's a lot of there's a lot of things that go on. There's a lot of things that go on that happen in your genes that, that get passed down, that get passed down through the generations. Like this is why doctors all doctors ask when you go to the office, do you have a family history of so and so? Because if you say you have a family history of such and such, that means it's genetic, and the the treatment for that needs to be a little different, right? It's not. It's, we'll leave it at that. Black girl community comes and they say because of genes, because you're ugly, and you're ugly, since you're ugly, it's genetic, and and you have no shot. First of all, that's dumb because that's blaming your parents for the reason why you can't date. That's retarded, especially if your parents had gotten together. And they created you, okay? Now, if your parents, the chances are your parents are somewhat decent looking, right? So how is it that genetics produced you? They got together and they found dates, but you can't. That's dumb, right? So again, don't think that, don't go around thinking that's genetics just because they told you to, because they've never studied genetics. They never spent that time in school to study genetics, so they have no clue what genetics is, okay? The reason why you the reason why you find yourself in the situation you find yourself is completely fixable. Genetics isn't fixable. Genetics is just genetics, and that's how you are for the rest of your life. You're gonna be you're gonna have red hair, blonde hair, brown hair for the rest of your life. You're gonna have hazel eyes, blue eyes, brown eyes for the rest of your life, right? You're gonna have a thin nose, wide nose, whatever, long nose, short nose. You're gonna have that for the rest of your life, right? And chances are you're gonna pass it on to each other. That's genetics. Um, but the fact that you can't date is not genetic. It has nothing to do with that. They they don't know genetics. They haven't studied genetics. So when they say it's genetics, just understand it is bullcrap. Next thing. Um, the next thing. You you're in the situation where you are. I'm going to tell you the truth. You're in a situation that you are because of two things. One, social anxiety. Two, depression. And both of those are treatable. Both of those you can get. You can crawl out of those holes. And when you fall out of those holes, you have hope. Okay, don't think it. Don't go around thinking it's genetics. It's only two. It's two things and two things only. It's social anxiety and depression, and both of you you can get past. And honestly, you can really use the help of AI, and AI will get you over that hump because AI is good practice for human interaction. So if you want to start getting over that hump, I recommend that you you turn to ai and again a great site for you to even start doing that is called perchance.org okay and again i'm really horrible at doing this but i need to start posting links to things that i reference in my shows on my show notes but it's really important this go to perchance.org is absolutely free it's for coders all right However, in that you you can peruse the AI, you can peruse the different AI things. I recommend using the AI chat and the AI character generator. Okay, 
because you can set, you can create a character, you can set the parameters of their personality, and you can interact with them. So you have, you have, and you can create different characters under one portfolio. This is what I did. All right, I, I do it for story purposes, but I do it for story and chat purposes. But you, you can do it for purposes of practicing with interacting with different people. I suggest you do that, and doing that will give you practice into how human interaction works. And it'll get you, it'll get you, it won't get you over that hump, but it'll make you, it'll make you comfortable with saying certain things to certain people and what to say to certain types and what to say to, what not to say to certain types. And it even has a therapist, it even has a built-in therapist that you can click on, go into chat, and then you can have, you can do free therapy. So that's perchance.org. It's a phenomenal site. I love that site. And you can register for an account. It's absolutely free. They do not ask you for any money whatsoever to do this. All right. So that's that's the thing. So go do that. Don't listen to these black pills. And to these black pills. Now now let me aim the cannon at you. To these black pills. If you find yourself coming across my show and hearing this message, understand the Intel community has a seat at this table. But the black pills, you can get mixed up. And I'm gonna tell you why. Because you you are evil individuals. You're truly evil individuals. And to prove this, I'm going to pick one of you out specifically named Wheat Waffles. All right. Now, I've seen debates with people debating Wheat Waffles. And again, the things that Wheat, wheat Waffles says, he, he takes truth. He, ta he hides grotesque lies under kernels of truth. It's very insidious. I call Wheat Waffles out because he's dumb. He's a moron. All he does is he takes stats that he's seen and he puts his own little spin on it and then puts it out there as if it's truth. It's not. Wheat Waffles knows nothing, all right? Wheat Waffles blames genetics on, on reason as a reason why people people can't date. And he knows nothing about genetics. He never went to university for genetics, to study genetics, all right? He doesn't have that medical experience to learn about genetics. He also says women like this, women like that, women like the Chad, women like the body. But Wheat Waffles has never dealt with women. So how can he? Back in about my fourth show, I made the comment when I talked about L. It might have been fourth, fifth, whatever. Somewhere thereabouts. It was, back, it was quite a few shows ago. I was talking about an experience that I had with L, who I met at my old job when I was doing my job. And I told, and I told that story because I said that the backstories are important. Listening to people's backstories is important because it gives uh it gives it gives a window into why they're in the situation they are now. And if you listen to the backstory, then you learn to have sympathy for people by listening to the backstory. I made a comment during that show, and it was it might have been something I might have been referring to something different, but I made a comment during that show and I said, feminists have no idea with what men want. Why? Because they're not men. I can't, I don't, I, for the longest time, I didn't know what my dog wanted in food. Why? Because I'm not a dog. So I have to guess at what my dog wants. I can't talk to my dog and ask my dog because my dog don't, my dog can't talk. So I had to, I had to guess with different kinds of foods to find out which, which dog, my, which food my dog liked. Right. Because I'm not a dog. I just don't know. Likewise, feminists have no clue what men want. Why? Because they're not men. They're women. So they have no clue what they have no clue what men want. So they lie to women, lie to women, saying men want this, men want that, men want this, men want that, which is not true because they're just guessing. The reason why they're just guessing because they don't know. The reason why they don't know because they're not men. It's not rocket science. It's the same thing with these black pills. They say women want Chad, women want the Chad bod, women want this, but they've they're not women, and they've never dealt with women on that level. So um, I doubt they dealt with women at all. They're like you, they're insults. They haven't dealt with women like that at all or on that level. So they have no clue what women want, all right? So to listen to them say what women want and they don't know what women want, you understand where the problem lies in that. And the black pill community goes around saying what women want, what women desire, based off of arbitrary things like tender, right? Now, Tinder, and I made the comment, I think it was on my last show, but I said that, or it was one of my previous shows, but I said that Tinder, Tinder even though they, even though incels and black pills love to tout that stat by Tinder and OkCupid too, but I said Tinder is no way represented, and 
And I heard the comment on another video. In fact, I have that video up right now. And he said, oh, people say Tinder is not representative of reality, and it is. No, nobody said Tinder isn't representative of reality because real people are on Tinder. We get that, all right? We in the Red Pill community get that. Tinder is reality because there are real people on Tinder going on real dates. No, what we're saying is Tinder is in no way representative of the female population that's out there. This is what we're saying. If you took, if you took, a, if if you ran a census on temp, uh, Tinder, right, and even on OKCupid, and let's throw plenty, plenty of fish in there, right? If you took, if you went and you looked at the demographics of those three, and then looked at the demographics of the country, and then across the planet, there's no comparison there. There's really not. So they're they're, they're completely different worlds. So our point is that you can't look at the stats on Tinder. And then apply it to all the women out there because Tinder is in no way representative of what's actually out there. Yeah, there are real people on real Tinder. We get on there are real people going on real dates meeting on Tinder. We get that. However, Tinder is in no way representative of the of the demographics of the population as a whole. So you can't use those stats and then apply it to out there. Why? Because it's the apples and oranges thing. Yet they do it. And they do it dishonestly. And they do it to make you think that women out there as a whole want this based off of what the women on Tinder want this. And Tinder does not represent what women out there actually are. This is the problem I have with the black pills. And black pills, again, you can call my, you can call me to my show whenever my show starts working again. Or you can come, you can leave your comments on my page or whatever. You can, you're more than welcome to come across the page and leave whatever you want to say. However, just be ready for what I have for you. Because again, I'm not them. I'm not these people that debated, that debated um, wheat waffles on YouTube. I'm not them. I will make you look dumb. And I will make you look dumb not using your content, but using your ideology, using what you believe. And I'll make you look like the monster you are. And I will discredit you at every turn based on what you believe, based on what and what you try to do. So you can come and you can try to engage me if you want. Just get ready to have your ass handed to you because I'm not them. I'm me. If you don't know, you better ask somebody. You better ask somebody who went up against me. You better ask. You better ask the um, the leader of the 47th Democrats because she went up against me and I handed her her behind. Ask her. Now, onto the show. Let me get back into regular Jesse mode because, again, that issue fires me up, and it fires me up because I hate one thing that I one thing that really burns me up about this whole thing is that incels are very impressionable. All right, they're young and they're very impressionable. They don't know what they don't know much about dating, so they're going to go out there and they're just going to try to latch on to whatever it is because they just don't know. So they're just going to try to learn as much from whatever source because they suffer from anxiety, social anxiety, because they suffer from depression, they're more vulnerable than the rest, than the rest of the population. So if they're listening to people saying, because it's your genetics that you're never going to get what you want, like for real, how many young men out there have actually committed suicide here because of hearing those words? And it's the black pill community's fault. Their blood is on the black pill community's hands. This is why I say, black pill community, you can get stuffed. All right. The incel community, you have a seat at this table. If you're black pill, if you're black pill, however, you can get you can get stuffed. And I understand that there's a difference between the two. There's a difference between incel and there's a difference between black pill. I mean, there's a difference between incels and black pills. Incels, you have a seat at this table all day long. Welcome to the show. Listen, listen and peruse all you want. I'm in your corner. This show is a port in your storm. If you're black pill, you can get you can get stuffed. That's just it. Now, for today's content, I want to do the Wednesday thing, and I want to man. Ooh, I tell you what, boy. There are certain subjects that just fire me up, and that's one of them. And I come in hot. And that's just how it is, you know. But what I want to do today is, and let me expand this window real quick right here. Um, what I want to do today is I want to go through some advice columns that, you know, that people may or may not peruse. 
and I like to go through the shitty advice that people that people give to other people. So I found one Elite Daily. I just I just pulled it up before I started recording, so I have no idea what I'm in for. But I think that's like three quarters of the fun is just kind of like opening a Christmas present. You don't know what's in it, but let's let's do this, right? This one comes from Elite Daily, and let's see, dating. It's called Dating Decoded. So you can search that, look that up, and peruse it. But let's see. It says, "Question: I've been very upfront to potential partners about my dating goals and how I'm looking for something serious. Despite despite this clear communication, I've been through a string of situationships with people who change their mind a few weeks later and say they're not ready to commit. I think I know what's going on here, but let's continue. These situations leave me feeling hurt and sometimes lied to." Especially when someone says one thing, then says something completely different later on. Okay. I, it's hard having to let go of something you invested time and energy, and more importantly, feelings into. I would appreciate any advice you have about navigating these situations and protecting myself from getting hurt by someone who doesn't know what they want. And it's signed Allison. Answer is, hi, Allison. First of all, I want to say that I'm proud of you for being honest about what you're looking for. Too often I hear people, especially women, downplaying their desire for commitment. I try not to appear too difficult or scare someone away. Whatever. Um, but the truth is that everyone would be better off if we all just said what we wanted. The goal of dating should never be to contort yourself into a box you think desirable. You're vetting people to see if they're a good fit to merge their life with yours. It sounds like you're already doing a great job of that, which takes confidence and self-awareness. Celebrate that as a win. Moving on to your question. How do you protect yourself from getting attached to people who ultimately end up letting you down? Unfortunately, there's no magic wand you can wave that will create a force field around you that will keep out wishy-washy situationships. There actually is, but and I'll get into that, but let's keep going. No matter how clear and specific you are in dating, you're going to run into people who don't communicate, who change who change their minds, who get spooked, who meet someone else. The list goes on. It sucks, but so much of this comes down to luck and timing. You're doing your best to control the factors you can control the factors you can here. You know what you want and you're keeping an open heart. I don't blame you for feeling frustrated and cynical. And you should absolutely take breaks from dating when you need to recalibrate. Sometimes there's nothing like a clean break to remind yourself how amazing your life already is as a single person but please don't let these bad experiences convince you that no one out there can match you in terms of commitment this isn't to say your future partner shouldn't check every single box on a laundry list of needs ranging from one can cook to 87 will listen to entire eras door here's where set list with you start to finish that's actually a damn good point what i'm saying is what i'm saying here is that you are not too much for, you're not too much for wanting a partner who gets 50-50. Not everybody wants commitment or is at a place where they're ready for that. And those people aren't for you. Don't settle full stop. Maybe I'm feeling extra witchy because it's October, but I've been really leaning into the law of attraction when it comes to dating. Whether or not you believe in manifestation, the idea of what's meant for you will, will find you can be comforting when it gets hard, when ish gets hard. When the door closes, that's one more piece of clarity on your way to finding what's already been yours. I know that's easier said than done. And I don't say it to discount the very real hurt that arises when things don't work out with someone you like. But reframing it in your mind as a good thing, this wasn't for me. There's something better out there and I attract what and and I attract and believe in that future. Can make it easier to move on. You're doing so many right things. You're communicative, open-hearted, and show a lot of maturity by considering the best way to care for your own feelings. Not to sound like a broken record, but I promise you the path is leading to the path is leading you somewhere good. And I hope you'll write me with an update. Name hasn't been changed. Of course, I'll, of course, Allison's a pseudonym. But okay, here's what's going. Now, here's what I say. What's going on? All right. Yeah, she's upfront, and she's she's upfront to potential partners. That's a good thing. All right. You've been a string through a string of situationships. Allison, it's kind of your fault because people will do what you allow them to do. So if you're going through a situationship and you don't want to be in the situationship, then honestly don't be in the situationship. You're upfront about your dating, you're upfront about your dating wants, and that's good, but you're not upfront 
about not wanting to be in a situation ship, which is why you're writing here. Don't write here talking about you don't want to be a situation in a situation ship. Write them in a text message, preferably. You will write them telling them that you don't want to be in a situation ship. You have to make your needs, you have to make your needs communicated. And if they want to be in a situation ship, then tell them they can be in a situation ship with somebody else. You roll on and do what you're going to do. All right. Now, again, I don't know how old Allison is, but Allison, if there's time for you to find somebody, and honestly, I'm not even going to go down that route because I believe that everybody can find somebody. It's just, it's just expectations. Because a lot of women have, again, just like you said, a laundry list of expectations from number one to number 87. If you peel that down to like three, and you take out 84 of those expectations and just roll with three, you'll have a, you'll have a better chance of finding somebody. Everybody else can be worked out. Just go with your three core, just go with your three core deal breakers and then everything else, everything else you work around. But Again, situationships, if you don't want to do situationships, don't do a situationship. And don't do a situationship just because you want to keep this person around, oh, you like him, or oh, whatever. Because ultimately, it's doing more harm to you than it is to them. They're getting what they want out of a situationship, you're not. So, again, if you don't want to do the situationship, don't. Don't write, don't write to Ely Daily, write to them and tell them that you don't want to be in a situationship. That way, that way you can make that clean break and you can you can actually go for somebody and then look for the red flags when you're dating please because there there are just things that in there are just indicators that you can that your potential date would say if you inquire enough they're going to say some things that indicate that they're not serious about a commitment and then probably may need to go for somebody older because older people are usually are more commitment worthy than younger people younger people are still playing the field i'm talking about that 18 to 25 crew they're still trying to find out what they want and they're still working out the mechanics of their own dating life so if you're if you're dealing with the 18 to 25 crowd and you're ready to commit then stop dealing with the 18 to 25 crowd and go with the 26 to i say 26 to 34 crowd depending on where you fall on that spectrum but there you go all right, so Allison, that would be my advice. But it's not, um, Elite Daily, they gave, that was the bouquet advice. They, he made a couple of solid points. So it wasn't completely crappy. It wasn't completely crappy, but it was just a few things that they should have said that they did. I guess this is written by somebody named Sarah Ellis. So Sarah Ellis, I'll give you a, I'll give you a solid C on that one. I would. Um, let's see, I slept with someone, here's another one from Sarah Ellis, by Sarah Ellis, it says, I slept with someone and then he lost interest. What happened? That's a good darn question. Well, I'll probably, I could probably tell you what happened, but let's go into the question, because I don't know, let's find out. Question, I recently went on a second date with a guy I met on a dating app, probably Tinder, but let's see, and we slept together, definitely Tinder. I thought our chemistry was great. Take number one, but we'll get back into that. I thought our chemistry was great. We both had a really fun time. He also gave a lot of positive feedback while we were hooking up. He would, but okay. Well, no, then let me stop. But suddenly he's become less responsive over text. I'm wondering what happened. At what point should I keep initiating conversation? At what point should I let it go? Emma, answer. Hi, Emma. Boy, have I been there before. It's super frustrating to have great sex with somebody new, walk away feeling confident about it, and then have things fizzle out over the next few days or weeks because the other person started being dodgy and unresponsive. Like, hello, am I missing something? I'm great in bed and you, sh you should obviously be obsessed with me or maybe that's my Venus and Leo speaking. Yeah, it is. Um, when we're presented with a lack of information, it's human nature to fill in the gaps. This guy isn't doing his part to communicate what he's feeling right now. He's not going to communication like guys, a lot of guys think, but what else? Um, so you're left wondering, well, was it the sex? Was it something I said? Is he no longer into me That now that we've hooked up? WTF. I want to validate that it's normal to feel, to feel those things. Try not to be too hard on yourself for having a very natural reaction to a confusing situation. Anyone would feel this way. On the flip side, it's probably not all that helpful to go down a rabbit hole of analyzing what might have gone wrong here. The truth is you just don't know. And what's more, it probably has very little to do with you. 
Maybe this guy has commitment issues and always backs out after a few dates. Maybe he got busy at work and didn't tell you. Maybe he's judging a dating roster. He's juggling a dating roster he can't realistically handle. Maybe he always saw this as a sex-only thing, but isn't saying that outright. Maybe he was so intimidated by your beauty, intelligence, and skills and skills in the bedroom that he panicked because he didn't deserve you. Personally, I support adopting this narrative if you're going to have one. I don't, but what else? Because that's going to create another unrealistic expectation of the next guy in the relationship. But let's move on. I'm not saying I'm not saying to his to excuse his issue behavior dating behavior but simply to remind you that people have all kinds of stuff going on and you never know from looking at their social media or going on a few dates with them. especially when it comes to sex a lot of folks are notoriously bad communicators about what they want the facts of the situation are one you have fun together and we're excited about them two whether intentionally or not he's treating you how you'd like to be treated right now those things are both true and you can control and what you control is how you decide to proceed does this feel like an nbd run-of-the-mill uh, situationship that you can basically take or leave. Are you still dating other people or at least open to it? Okay, then go ahead and ask to set up plans if you'd like to see him again. If he doesn't take you up on them, man, she makes work. She writes verbose freaking responses. If he doesn't take you up on them or if he straight up or ghosts you, you have your answer. But, and this but is important. If you're feeling anxious and overthinking every message or lack thereof from him, it's probably time to call it. Someone you've been on a couple of dates with is not worth losing your peace over. And you are really going to have fun hooking up. And are you really going to have fun hooking up with, with him again? If you're constantly in your head about what he thinks about you or wondering what he, if he's going to stop texting you again after this. Probably not, no matter how fun the sex was the first time around. Whatever's going on with this guy, it's not yours to take on. You're going to be happier with the people who speak clearly about their intentions, whether they're casual hookup buddy or the love of your life. Also, not to minimize all the mediocre to bad sex happening out there. I know, I've been there. But great sex and chemistry really is something you can find again. Ideally, ideally with somebody who doesn't make you second-guess yourself. It's the type of connection we're prioritizing. Which, again, I'll give you a C-plus for that one. That, that's, that, wasn't actually a that was actually a decent response. Here's what I say. So she re Okay, so she recently goes on a second date with a guy. First of all, the second date, you shouldn't. Women, I get it. Hookup culture is what it is. Sometimes you want to. Sometimes you want to you find that guy on that dating app and you just want to do the thing with him and keep rolling, right? A bit on the, a tad bit on the, I don't know, I don't know whether this, well, not the psychopathic, but the sociopathic side. A little bit on a tad on the sociopathic side, not completely, but just a tad. However, if you can. Not very many people can, except for diehard sociopaths, separate separate the feelings from sex, then if that's your thing, that's your thing. However, it sounds like you can't do that. You wanted him. You want you wanted him to be yours, or you wanted to be, it sounds like you want to be exclusive. And let's see. I recently went on a second date with a guy. I met a dating app, and we slept together. I thought our chemistry was great, and both had a really fun time. But he has suddenly become less responsive over text. I'm wondering what happened. So it sounds like he wanted things to go a little further. And he just wasn't into it. And I'm sorry, uh, Emma, you're not going to find that on a dating app. You're absolutely not. Where you're going to find that is out is out perusing the world. Because it's funny. I had a chat with AI. <laughs> I had a conversation with AI. And me and AI are kind of me and AI agree on this point, which is yeah, dating apps are cool for meeting people and maybe hooking up one, once or twice. But Tinder, Hinge, Bumble, those other things, those aren't very good beyond twice. And again, if you're on these apps, I'm telling you this. Those aren't good. Those aren't good beyond twice. Beyond twice, and you're talking about and you're talking about pushing things for pushing the relationship further. Tinder's not a very good place for pushing relationships further. Neither is Hinge or Bumble or any of those. Those are good to just finding somebody you think is cute, sleeping with them, and then rolling on. Not only that, you got to remember that this guy that you thought was so cute has 30 or 40 other women. I already said this in a previous show. He has 30 or 40 other women that also think he's cute that he's also messing with. So the fact of the matter is, and, 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 that's her name. I guess her name's Sarah or something like that. But she got it. She got it correct. 
when she he's probably juggling he's most likely juggling other people and he just doesn't have time to squeeze you in when you're trying to push him further than he's willing to go and that is what you get i'm not saying i'm not saying you deserve this what i'm saying is that's what you get when you deal with these with these dating apps with the people on these dating apps again you have two choices actually yeah, you have two choices. One, you could just wallow in that and try keep trying to connect with him because you want to push things further with him and it's not going to happen. Or B, you can, no, there's three choices. B, you can get back on the dating app, bring your standards down a little bit, and then find somebody who actually does want to push to push it that you don't think is as cute, but he checks other boxes. Or C, get out there, get off the app, get out there and meet people generically and strike up, find out if you have chemistry, strike up the conversations with them, become friends with them, and then see if you can progress relationships from friends to further. Those are your three choices, right? There is no other fourth choice there. If you want to, if you want to write that ship of your dating life, those are your three choices. So choose wisely. Let's see. So that's, that's that. So she gave she she dished out some pretty she dished out some pretty what's it called some pretty good advice. Let's see. Ooh, uh, just answered. That's the sponsored thing. Dating on account. The sponsored Mashable. Really, Mashable's got a ten places to. Oh yeah, that's why. Because Mashable's like that, right? Ask one love. Our new advice column. One love foundation. Let's see. Uh, these ads. I love these ads. And it's and it fades out slowly, of course. Written by a resident advice columnist. What's the name? We don't know. Um, it says hi there. Yes, you with the burning relationship questions. Blah, blah, blah. We can offer you magic formula. Do you have any to browse by category? Uh, let's see healthy relationships. Boop. All right. How to practice allyship. Ways we self-sabotage a new relationship after an unhealthy one. Three steps to spring clean your relationships. Anxiety or butterflies, five ways to tell if your relationship is healthy. Well, let's try that. All right. Five ways to tell if your relationship is healthy. Let's see. For many, February means, means Valentine's Day. Oh, Valentine's Day is coming, too. And I'm going to do a special show for Valentine's Day. Oh, believe you me, it's going to be good. So if I get it, if you have, you know, if you have things to do with your significant other on Valentine's Day, catch the show on, you know, you can catch the show on demand, but just listen to what I have to say about Valentine's Day, because I've been boycotting Valentine's Day for a little while, and the show that I'm going to record on Valentine's Day, yeah, so if you want to hear that commentary from me, just wait, just wait, get on a, you can listen live on the 14th, or unless it's a Sunday, then I won't do it, well, no, I might do it, even if it is a Sunday, but and then I'll, later on, I'll take my I'll take my girl out. But I've got some things to say about Valentine's Day. Just trust me on this one. Anyway, from hello, thank you. For many, for many, February means Valentine's Day, and the time to celebrate loved ones and relationships, romantic, platonic, and familial. There's truly no limitation on who you can give a heart-shaped box of chocolate to. I'll wait. I'll wait for the Valentine's Day show to address that. February also marks Teen Dating Violence Awareness and Prevention Month, a time when we are reminded that unhealthy relationships and abuse can happen to anyone, regardless of age or gender. Let's please put this. Please start putting that in there. I get it, regardless of age, but honestly, we need to start remind we start reminding people that men are victims of of dating abuse and dating violence. So let's not leave out a whole ass sector, a whole ass half of the population. All right. That's that's an F, but still, they need to be recognized as being victims of violence. So, there we go. I just I just made this article better. With a month long emphasis on relationships, you may be wondering what are the ways to tell if your relationship is healthy, whether your relationship is long term or just beginning. Here are a few ways to determine if you're in a healthy relationship. One, your gut your gut gives you the green light. Our gut instinct, and I do I honestly believe. And gut in going with your gut instinct. If something's just not right, go with that feeling. Our gut instinct is one of the most amazing things we're given, but we're often encouraged to ignore it. When you think of the person you're wondering about, what is the gut feeling? What is the gut feeling 
Well, what is your gut telling you? Does it tense up? Does it drop? Does it feel all warm and fuzzy? Sometimes it does go awry because you'll feel warm and fuzzy about somebody because you're not just, you're so infatuated with them that you miss the things that, that should tell you that there's a problem here because you have that warm and fuzzy. But anyway, let's see. While the healthy relationship does not mean the perfect relationship, the healthy behaviors should outweigh the unhealthy ones, meaning you should feel good most of the time you're with this person or when you think about them. Absolutely true. And you can be yourself around them. One tried and true test to tell if your relationship is healthy is feeling like you can be your authentic self around someone else. Honesty can be scary, but this person creates an environment that encourages you to share every part of yourself, the good, the bad, the embarrassing, and the goofy. You can rely on them not to tell anyone your secrets and talk behind your back. They celebrate you and are proud to be with you. Likewise, if you can't be with somebody who who can divulge, like, I, there are some people who are just naturally talkative and some people, when they trust, they open up. However, remember, there's two people in the relationship. If your partner can't open up, if she has a problem opening up, and you're and you're there, you're opening up, and they don't want to, that's a problem, okay? Because that means they're hiding something from you, and even though you're doing your best to build that trust, they're not trusting you, and there's an issue there, and it's not you, it's something with it's something with them, and they need to work that out. So again, if you're if you feel like you're giving and you're giving and you're giving, you're not giving, getting from this person, men go through this all the time. They'll open up to women and then women will take it and take it and take it and not reciprocate until there's a problem. And then women, women want to open up and start cussing men out and start talking about them like a dog. But if you're opening yourself up and you're just not feeling that reciprocation from your girlfriend or whatever, man, I'm talking to you with this, then there's a problem there and you need to start exploring other, either you need to tell them, you need to make that, make your feeling known to them. And if they still ignore you, then, then look at other options. Most of the time they'll be like, Oh, and it's enough to correct the ship. But even if they correct the ship, if they go back to where you're being, then, then explore your other options. But there's a lot, there's many layers to that. Just know that everything, everything is about reciprocity. Maybe not transactionalism, but, Definitely reciprocity. And if you're just not getting that reciprocity there, then that's it. So that's that's advice for everybody. So you can express boundaries. You feel emotionally and physically safe around this person knowing that they won't put you in a position that makes you uncomfortable. Conversations about boundaries are welcome and, and you know they'll do their best to respect the ones you set. You're not afraid to disagree or give feedback they may not like because you know you two can handle conflict in a healthy way. For ladies, if your boyfriend sets a boundary around what you may be able, what you, what he's comfortable with you doing and what he's not, understand that the reason why he's setting that boundary is because he knows something that you're willfully being, you're, you're either willfully ignoring or that you just don't know. And he's letting you know that this is, he's reminding you that this is out there. All right. That's your point. A, a man would say, why are you going to, you already would say, why are you going to the club or why are you going to the club wearing that? First of all, go back to my show where I read my friend Sarah, read my friend Sarah's post when she reposted. And she said, if you have a boyfriend, then you going out to the club dressed like a 304 is not respecting him. So when you do that and he raises his objection and he tries to set that boundary, and then you turn around and act and act like he's, he's an abusive controller because you think he's trying to control what you do, understand that that looks, more, that looks worse on you than it does on him because you're willfully... You're willfully disparaging this guy, talking uh, in your quest to disrespect him. You understand that's what's going on, right? So, when, and again, when he sets that boundary, understand that it's because you're his girlfriend and he understands why you're going to that club and he understands the mentality of the men in that club and that there's no bigger, there's no bigger act of disrespect to a relationship when you go somewhere where people just want to sleep with you and you have this man at home. That's that there's no clear there's no clear so again when people set boundaries it's because all right and then you got to figure out if the boundaries are reasonable and you got to get out of yourself for a minute and truly find out if it's objectively reasonable. A lot of people don't think boundaries a lot of boundaries are reasonable. I set boundaries, I have my boundaries with my girlfriend. My girlfriend has boundaries with me and I respect them. Right. So, again, 
This is because the reason why we respect each other's boundaries is because we hashed out the reasonability. Is it reasonable for me to expect her to do this or expect her not to do that? Yes. And as long as she understands that it's reasonable and it's reasonable in her brain as well as mine, there's no problem there. Okay. So there's that. There's the boundaries. Let's see. You can grow in a relationship just because just because you become an us doesn't mean you stop being you. Absolutely. Because you don't want to lose yourself in a relationship because when that relationship dies, you've lost yourself. So don't, don't do that. Let's see. A partner or friend should encourage you to be your own person, not see it as a threat to your relationship. They'll support you in pursuing new interests and goals, loving yourself, and nurturing your relationships with others. Independence is a sign of a healthy relationship for a reason. It shows that they value, they value you, you know, they value who you are and as your own person and what, what's best for you. And yes, person that loves you will love you, right? Not their idea of what they want you to be. And this is another thing that I tell women, because women, women get in this funk where, and it happens with younger women. And you can tell from some of these interviews you see on, on, on YouTube or, or TikTok or whatever. Women get into this funk about wanting to fall in love with, with an idea of a, the man that they want this man to be. And it usually ends up in heartbreak because the man that they want them to be usually goes along the lines of who they are. Now, here's the kick, here's the kicker part of that. When and how much time do I let me do a time check real quick before I okay. Here's the problem with that. When women say, I want a man that's this, that's this, that's this, and this is that, they usually list qualities that they see in themselves, right? The problem is this, when they get, when they get that man, the man comes into their lives and he's all of that. He's emotionally available. He's sensitive. He, you know, he's, he opens up and all this stuff. She doesn't respect him. Why? Because all of a sudden, no, he's too sensitive. He cries over everything. He doesn't take initiative, but you ask for a man that's, that's, has all of your qualities. If you're complaining about the man because of the way he is after you get him, but you swear up and down, he checked all the boxes, and all of a sudden, two, two, two three, four, six months down the road, you have a problem with the way he is, most likely is because that since you picked a man according to the qualities that you saw in yourself that you wanted reflected, that means that you have a problem, you have a problem with yourself, with those inequalities in yourself. And I encourage you, A, if you want a man that's emotionally available, that's sensitive, that's communicative and all of that, first of all, admire those qualities in yourself. Just admire them. And then don't ask for a man that has the qualities that you have. Just don't. Ask for a man that has more masculine qualities. He's a leader. He's authoritarian. Yeah, he's authoritarian. He's a leader. He may, He's a decision maker. He's ambitious. He's he's protect. He's protective. He's a good provider. He's got maybe he may not be he may not be six figures, but he's dedicated to his work and he's dedicated to his earnings, whatever his earnings is. So ask for those in a man. Don't ask for sensitivity, kindness, compassion, all this other stuff. All that other stuff is good, but you need a man with masculine qualities first. All the rest could be worked out. Let's see. Next, um, you enjoy spending time together. This may this may see, seem simple, but relationships should be fun. Whether you share every hobby, every hobby or none, you and your partner or friend spend meaningful time together. You can talk for hours and never get bored. You have inside jokes that make you cry from laughter. You can do nothing together and so have a good time. Whatever your thing is, you love being the, you love being in this person's company no matter what. The problem I have with this particular stanza is the fact that that's not forever. That's going to, that's, what's going to bring you together. That's not what, that's not what's going to keep you together. Why? Because, because it's finite resources are finite. Things to talk about are finite. Now you can talk about current events and what happens from in your day to day lives, but having, but having jokes, there's just, there just comes a point where all the jokes have been told. There just comes a point where everything you're going to laugh over, you've laughed over. And, you know, going back over it is kind of fun and cool, but 
There comes a time when, when it becomes stale. What happens at that point, right? So what you need to do, again, if you don't share every hobby, cool. If you share one hobby, cool. If you share every hobby, cool. But you got to understand that what keeps you together is, what keeps you together is your shared experiences. Is the fact that you've bonded over your shared experiences. The memories that you make together, and this is, again, this is where a lot of other couples go wrong is because they don't place much importance on the memories they create together. And those memories that you create together can be a wonderful bonding experience. If things start going awry, you can draw on those memories. Like, hey, babe, remember that time that we did this, this, and that, and this, this, and that happened? And then that could be a source of entertainment. Or, hey, babe, remember the time when we went to the restaurant and that waiter just just fell and just dumped all over the... Wasn't that crazy? Or, hey, babe, remember that time we went to the amusement park and... I threw up all over the place. You know, just things like that. Shared memories are what keeps you together. And actually, actually reliving those and just having a good and just having a good old fashioned time over those. But the other part of that is, that, yeah, if those shared memories do contain something embarrassing, like you got to realize that sometimes the humor outweighs the embarrassment. And if it's a thing where the embarrassment doesn't out, the embarrassment outweighs the humor. You can leave that memory on the back burner. But if it's something humorous and embarrassing and the humor outweighs the, the embarrassment and you can still have a good laugh off of it, like the thing that I said when the lady got mad that he, that he pushed her face into the cake and she overblew it and was all pissed off about it, that was a, that was a good example. Instead of Instead of just saying, you know what, that was actually kind of funny. She blew it out of proportion. She said he did something that he absolutely didn't do. And then he he blamed an experience that had nothing to do with that, and she used that as a backdrop to leave him. And that's that's not how a relationship should go. If you're going to if you're going to be bonded over something, and remember, you're two souls that remember that decided to go at to go at it because you care about each other. And if you care about each other, it's really worth it's really worth sharing those memories, bringing those memories back up, and then sharing those as a reminder of how things were when you got together. Like some, I can still go and say, "Hey, babe, remember that time during the during Peter Pan when, or remember that time when after Peter Pan when I was walking down the thing and I stepped in and because it's so steep, I stepped in that mud hole and bust my ass." And then, you know, it's it's a funny thing, and it reminds us what it was like in the beginning. And then all those feelings that you had in the beginning get stirred up again, and that's what they talk about keeping things fresh in the relationship. It's just every now and then when you feel those feelings feel feel those feelings sliding a little bit, you can call on a memory of back in the day when you did feel those feelings when something significant happened. Draw up those memories and then start feeling those feelings all over again as you reminisce. This is how this is how your grandparents stayed married fifty, sixty, seventy years through all the bad times, the Great Depression. Your grand your great grandparents migrated from the east to the west, wagon training, and they still stay together fifty, sixty, seventy years. That's how they did it. That's one of the things that that's one of the things that they use that they did it. When they got old they draw they drew on those memories and they drew on those shared experiences, especially if you had to go through the suck together. And twenty twenty three, I gotta admit, um and I get it, I'm running out of time and it's cool because this article's over anyway. But I'm going to end on this. 2023 was a year filled with suck. All right. Let's just admit it. Let's just get it out on the table. 2023 was a year filled with suck. And the reason why the year is filled with suck, I'm not going to get into, but it has a lot to do with the leadership in Washington, D.C. Again, this isn't a political show. This is a dating show. But I'm just telling you, there's a reason why, there's a reason why this year was just filled with suck. And if you can, if you get with somebody and you have those butterflies, and you're going on dates and things, and there are just bits and pieces of great things that happen within this year of suck, and you're still together four or five, six years down the road, especially after the seventh year, because the seventh year itch, I do believe, is a real thing. And the tenth year itch is even worse, but because most of most divorce happens by the tenth year. If you push through that tenth year and you still feel like your the feelings are waning, go back to go back to 2023. And be like, hey, babe, remember the really crappy year? What was it, like 2023 or something? Remember when we went out that time and this, this, and this, and that, and this happened? And, man, that year sucked. But this was so much fun. 
and then you remember why it is that you got together in the, be in the beginning. And you remember that even though this year sucked, that you had those bright little kernels of, you had those bright little kernels of relationship and hope for the future. And you can draw on that to keep feelings fresh after the 10th year. And this is what I suggest to everybody. Don't dredge up like, don't dredge up like crazy, crazy, stupid, bad memories. But just find just find the things that you look back on it and it makes you smile. And because there's a lot of things I can look back on with my girlfriend, even we've been together almost five years now. But there's just some things that happened when we were dating that it's it was just it was fun. And it was it was fun and it was new and it was exciting and the feelings were there. And you know, and I can drop it, hey, hey, remember that time we went to that we went to that place where we I took you to that place and kid and uh, outside of Kitsap. And there was that Australian waitress, and and you know we were talking to we were talking to our guys and things like that. It, it, that whole that whole date was just a lot of fun, and I could draw on that, and it just drag, it just brings up those memories. It just refreshes those memories for us both, and it keeps things and it keeps and it keeps the feelings fresh in the relationship. So that's it. Ooh, I'm I'm starting to not cry. I'm not starting to cry, but my nose because I've been battling this cough again. It didn't manifest itself in the show, thank you. But I've had a pretty bad cough. I think I got tolerated. I don't know. It seems like every time I get COVID, it's just a little lighter. Now it's just a cough and it's gone. But um, I think it's seasonal allergies or something like that, where my nose is just like stuffed up now. And so when things start draining like they are now, and I got to go take care of it after the show. And I know TMI, but this is why I'm sounding the way I'm sounding. My voice sounds the way it sounds, is because I'm battling the effects of a disappearing a disappearing battle with COVID on top of seasonal allergies and then after I push through these seasonal allergies I should be fine. But thanks for listening. I'm I'm ABC. Thanks for listening to the show. There's not gonna be a show tomorrow, but there will be a show on Friday. We're gonna come back. Um I'm gonna put something out. I'm gonna post something for the fellas. Please fellas if you see that answer it and then I'm gonna read the answers on the show. So watch out for that post. You can follow me on Facebook um, and I have this page for this show on Facebook as well, the ABC podcast. Um, so you can follow me, you can follow my personal page where you see some of the things I post. If you want to follow the show, follow the show on the show's, show's page, just on Facebook, search the ABC podcast. You can bookmark this page on Blog Talk Radio, you can bookmark this page on SoundCloud, and then you'll get all the updates of when I drop new shows. Also, if you want to follow me on social media, I'm on X on Twitter. Don't do too much with that. I mostly do with Facebook. I'm also on True Social, and I do post to that too every now and then when I have something political to say or or to whatever. Um, TikTok, I'm on. I'm there. I post a little. I have two videos up, and I'm gonna start doing React videos. But my React videos, I might do a YouTube either that or I might just keep my Rumble. I think I'll just keep my Rumble. I'm gonna do React videos on Rumble. Um, so that's that. Um, what else? I'm trying to think of anything. I mean, I'm on, I'm on, uh, MeWe and I'm on Parlor, but honestly speaking, I haven't been on those sites for, God, years. So there's really not too much that, there's really not too much that I could really do with that. And I think I accidentally started up Steam. Ain't that, ain't that something? Anyway, that's it. How much time do we have left? Good. Just in a minute, I'm out. Um, hey, Steam, get out of my way. <laughs> I'm um, I'm ABC. Thanks for listening. I'll call. I'll check, get with you tomorrow. Every day, uh, a.m. Pacific time. Steam, get out of my damn way. Um, and it's still in my way. And it's still in my way. See, the thing with Steam is that. You have so many windows, and if you're trying to do something, those pop-up windows in front of what you're trying to do, and it just stays in your way. Anyway, that's it. 11 to 12 a.m. Pacific, and then 4 to 6 p.m. on Saturdays Pacific, so Monday through Saturday. So Saturdays, I go from 4 to 6. Every other day, I go from 11 to 12. That's it. You have everything you need to know to follow this show now. So go ahead and follow me. Come on back for some uh, relationship advice. All right? ABC, I'm out. Peace.
make the dating world a better place.